With our lives being pulled in so many directions, it can be hard to focus on the most important thing, your well-being. Welcome to Are You Real Fit, where we educate you through personal experience, certified training, and coachings that show you how being healthy, biologically and spiritually, is an achievable journey. Now, welcome your host, running coach and certified personal trainer, Casey Fuller. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Are You Real Fit, Episode 10. I'm your host, Casey Fuller, and our goal here at Are You Real Fit is to inspire and equip others to fulfill their purpose. I want to remind you guys that we have other hosts for the Are You Real team. Every week, we release new shows with different topics that will help you find God's purpose for your life, so be sure to check all of the Are You Real hosts out. We have Are You Real Linked with Christy Austin. We have Are You Real Purpose with John Fuller. We have Are You Real Creatives. We have Are You Real Business with Michael McIntyre and Are You Real Success with Jody Holland. So you're definitely going to want to get on and check all of those shows out that we do every week. Today, we're going to talk about mental health and how it affects your overall health. And today's guest is super special. Because it happens to be our host of Are You Real Linked, Christy Austin. Hey, Christy, how are you? Hey, Casey, I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm great. I am excited to have you on today. And I'm going to just shoot off the hip here on a little bio of Christy. Christy is a psychiatric therapist. And Christy works at a psychiatric office with patients on a one-on-one basis. She lives in Aiken, South Carolina. She has three boys, and she's married to Paul Austin. Christy has a passion for the Church of America and leads a nationwide ministry called Enkindle Ministries. And if you guys listen to her show, you've probably heard her talk about this ministry some. And if you haven't listened to her show, you definitely want to jump on and listen because it is an awesome show. And she has so much content in there. You guys would love it. So jump on there and listen to that. And on a personal note, Christy and her husband, Paul, have been some of John and I's closest friends for quite a while, and we love them, love their family, and I'm excited to have her on as a guest today and talk to her on this topic that is so important for our listeners, and we've talked a little bit about this, but we're going to go into some depth on this today, and I want to ask you, Christy, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and about what you do? Absolutely. I graduated with a Master's of Counseling degree in 2009. And I've worked in several different locations and different environments. I worked in an inpatient hospital, psychiatric hospital for several years. And I worked under a couple actually in Texas working with foster children. Here, currently, I work in an outpatient setting. And I really specialize in just a couple things. Uh, one is art therapy. I love art therapy for many reasons. I do see a lot of teenagers, a lot of college age, and they really connect with art therapy because oftentimes, you know, mom and dad bring them in and they're looking at me with their arms crossed like I'm here because I have to be and I'm not talking to you, you know, (laughs) right? (laughs) you have to find a way to kind of connect with them and art therapy is a really great mode for that. I love that. Yeah. And so... 
That's one of my favorite things to do. So I um, also let, go with, ahead. I'm going to just cut in there for a second. With art therapy, what what is one of the things that you've seen that kind of helps to break that wall down? Yeah, well, a lot of times what I let everybody know is uh, when you do art therapy, you don't have to be a good artist. It's not about that at all. It's really just about getting, you know, we, we will talk about these things like feelings and emotions and moods. And these are all very gray matters, meaning they're not concrete. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like a desk where you see it, you know what it is. And so Often with mental and emotional health, when people come in, they know they're hurting, they feel like they're bleeding on the inside, but they can't identify it, they don't know what to do with it. And so one thing art therapy does is I guess, you know, there's no right or wrong with art therapy, you're just kind of getting what's going on inside out. And so I'll tell my first clients, you know, if I could open up your head and look deep down into your brain and See what's going on with your anger or your anxiety or the sadness that you feel. What would that look like? How would you express that to me? And so it's so fascinating, all the different ways that people will express that. Sometimes it's symbolism. Like I had one girl make a tea kettle and she said everything boils together and then it whistles very loud. And sometimes Mm. guys will do a volcano, you know, where Mm -hmm. everything bubbles and then it erupts. And I've had people make pictures of a storm, a raging storm. And so the thing I love about art therapy is there's no right or wrong, Mm -hmm. you know. And so I think it allows the freedom for them to express themselves the way they want to. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. And I know there's a lot of other things that you do in your practice and that you like to do to kind of draw out some good emotions and kind of get people to a healthy place. And we had a show, a little series that we did on Are You Real Fit? And we talked about spirit, soul, and body and what each of those were and how to stay healthy. And so I feel like today, you know, we're kind of going deeper into the soul because for my listeners that listen to that, Um, The soul, if you'll remember, is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And so in your practice, Christy, how do you kind of pull that out of people and help them to get from that angry place to a healthy place? There's so many ways. And I I love, because you're right, I tell all my clients we're physical, emotional, and spiritual beings. And where I work, I'm not, I can be a Christian therapist if someone has that faith, but primarily I'm really not. I don't see lots of Christians here. But what I love is that they have an encounter with God's love and power in this room, you know, whether they agree with it or not. And so I've seen a lot of what you're referring to, soul wound healing, and that can come in many different ways. Sometimes God will just come and and heal his soul supernaturally, whether it be through prayer by uh, releasing his blood, you know, Mm -hmm. he died not just for our salvation, but by his stripes were healed. And so as we release blood into those shattered places of one's soul, you know, I've seen restoration really supernaturally in a moment. But the other thing that I love to teach clients outside of that is really natural ways 
to improve our mood, whether it be decreasing depression, decreasing anger, decreasing anxiety. And so there's so many natural ways that we can do that. And the first tip I give everyone, which will be awesome for your show, is physical activity. Mm -hmm. Studies show that if we have engaged in physical activity four times a week, get our heart rate up for at least a half hour each of those times. Basically, they they did a study and they put a big group of people that were depressed, they took them into two groups. And they put group A on an antidepressant called Zoloft, minimal dose for 12 weeks. They put group B in this exercise program where they exercise four times a week for a half hour each time. And over 12 weeks, what they found is the group improved equally. So exercise is the most powerful way to flood our brain with good chemicals. Mm, I love that. Very, very powerful. Yeah, and I I talk a lot to my clients about that because everybody knows that when you you know, get a good workout in, you get those good endorphins flowing and you feel better. But I don't think everyone understands that that's backed up by science. And, you know, that some of the people who may, like you said, be going the the pill route, there are other options where you don't have to put those chemicals and those things in your body unnaturally. You can do it through, you know, the things that God has has kind of given us to do through exercise and those chemicals will just, you know, naturally flow to your brain. So I think that that's, that's a really great study that you shared with our listeners. Yes. And I love that too, because of course, being in a psychiatric office, and I don't think that there's anything necessarily wrong with medication. Sometimes people need both medication and therapy to get to the place where they need to be. But the issue that I see here over and over is a lot of psychiatric medications or really medications in general, they carry severe side effects or even mild side effects, you know. And Mm -hmm. so with antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications, the most common side effects are lack of sleep, weight gain, sexual side effects. And a lot of these things really discourage people even more. Mm -hmm. And so it can often be a double whammy there because you're on a medication that brings side effects, but you're not feeling a lot better because those side effects are really making major impacts in your life in a negative way. And so my heart is really to teach both the natural ways to boost it first. And if you can't get there, you know, let's couple it with medication until we can get you through therapy. Absolutely. I think that's great. Okay, Christy, so let's continue on and let's talk a little bit about what you think and what you've seen in your practice would be some keys to staying mentally healthy. Yeah, there's a lot of keys. It's interesting because a lot of times when people come to therapy, at least come to me, of course, they're in a low season of their life, but they often think there's one key, you know, what's the one thing that's going to help me feel better? And really, there's multiple things. And I always say as a therapist, it's my job to give you tools to put in your tool belt. And so you take out each tool effectively. And if one doesn't work, you take out another one. And so a couple other things I've noticed outside of physical activity and science really backs up strongly. We want to flood our brain with good chemicals. 
And so a lack of vitamin D is one of the biggest ones. If we're low on vitamin D, we will be depressed. Not all depression is from being low in vitamin D, but if you're low in vitamin D, you'll be depressed. And making sure you're getting a half hour of sunlight every day, or if you're not in an area that produces a lot of sunlight to take that vitamin D. Another great way to flood our brain with good chemicals is creativity. It's one reason that art therapy is so effective because we have a little almond-shaped piece in our brain called the amygdala. And in the amygdala, we hold all of our negative emotions such as fear. Now, most psychiatric disorders are based in fear, anxiety, obsessive-compulsive disorder, post-traumatic stress syndrome, panic disorder, many of them. Even depression is often based in fear. And so when we engage in a right brain activity, any creative process, meaning we're using our hands to create something, we flood our brains with good chemicals by pulling out those negative emotions from the amygdala. And so that's just a real brief summary, but I, I have everyone identify what are some of your favorite creative processes and you'll probably be surprised because a lot of people will go, well, I'm not artistic and I, I can't paint. I'm not, there's not a creative bone in my body, but I'm like, yeah. everybody has some kind of creativity. <clears throat> Cooking is creative. You're mm-hmm. using your hands. Baking, gardening, woodworking, playing a musical instrument, writing with a pen. You know, all of these are creative processes that are going to flood our brain with good chemicals. And we used to use them in our society. Now we kind of drive through and get something to eat rather than cooking or pop something in the microwave. Right. But interestingly, I think that's one of the big reasons that depression and anxiety are increasing. Of course, one of the many. Okay, yeah. But increase of creativity is always going to help us serve as a natural antidepressant. That's some great advice. And, you know, as you were talking, I was just thinking about how all of those things lead back to one thing, and that is really your thoughts and your emotions and how maybe the things that you're focusing on, like you said, fear, anxiety, all those things, a lot of them are sometimes even irrationally, you know, based but mm. it's a mind that is, you know, focusing on what if this happens or what if that happens. And I know that we've talked a little bit about this in this interview or we touched on it, but I want to go a little more in depth on our thoughts because I feel like, you know, that is such a powerful tool and understanding that God created our our minds to be renewed. And I know that you incorporate that in with what you do without bringing in necessarily, you know, God or the Bible. But what would you say to our listeners about how important their thoughts are and how important it is to renew their mind? Yes, I'm so glad you brought that up because I'm so passionate about this. This this is the other thing I specialize in, actually. I'm a cognitive behavioral therapist, Mm -hmm. and a cognition is a big, fancy psychological word for thought. And so basically, scientists were sitting around one day and they were watching dogs and just they noticed, they observed this, you know, that 
because you can train a dog by, you know, sit, you give it a bone, roll over, you give it a treat, you know, we can train a dog's mind. So they're like, you can train a human's mind too. Mm -hmm. And so what I love is, you know, we take secular psychology and we take all of these studies, but they always are backed up by God's word. And so one of my favorite verses is out of Philippians, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things and the God of peace will be with you. And so the Bible gives us the exact formula, which I love because, of course, God created us. He knit us together. He knows what our bodies need. And so he gives us that. And secular psychology backs that up with a lot of these theories. And so basically our mind acts as a filter. So if if you're a coffee drinker, you know, you take that filter, you put in those coffee grinds, pour in clear water over the coffee grinds, out comes a product called coffee. Well, if I change what's in that filter and put in, let's say, tea bags, because I'm in the South, (laughs) South Carolina, we have lots of sweet tea here. I put tea bags in there. I pour in that same clear water, out comes tea. Well, our minds are exactly the same way. We all carry core beliefs in our minds. Some are rational and some are irrational, just like you said, Casey. And so throughout our day, every single event, conversation, what happened at work, what happened in our family goes through the filter of our mind and produces a result in the form of thoughts, feelings, and behavior. And so what's so cool is you can actually begin identifying these irrational core beliefs if you simply pay attention to your thoughts. Now we have, this is really crazy, but we have 80,000 thoughts that go through our mind every single day. Wow. Which is a lot. But we pay attention to less than 10% of them. We're aware of less than 10% of them. However, our body stays very aware of our thoughts. And so if I wake up late and I'm running around trying to get to work, you know, going, what if I am late for work again? What if I get written up? What if I get let go? What if I can't pay my rent and I get kicked out of my house? When I get to work, my heart's going to be racing. I might feel shaky or sweaty, all of these things. Well, our mind very much acts like a movie player and our body thinks everything that goes through our mind is real. So if I start thinking of things like, oh, my word, I'm going to get written up, lose my job, my kids are going to get kicked out, where am I going to go, all of these things, well, our body thinks that's really happening, and that fight or flight kicks in, of course, and our heart races, and we have a very physiological response to that. And so the challenge in what we do, and my favorite thing to teach my clients is really, it starts with awareness. Mm. Just simply becoming aware of your thoughts, because if you're not aware of them, you can't change them. Mm -hmm. And so basically, I can't change my feelings. Like I can't say even to myself, Christy, don't feel sad. Christy, Mm -hmm. don't be angry. But I can change my thoughts and I can change my behaviors, which will then change my feelings. And so there's many ways that we work on thoughts, but we always have to replace our thoughts because we can't stop thinking about something. Right. 
so our thoughts are really very automatic, like popcorn. Pop, pop, mm-hmm. pop, 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 pop. So I can't prevent what pops in my mind, but I can know what to do with it and I can change that thought or reframe that thought or mm-hmm. replace it. I and love that's that. always the goal. Yeah. That's great. And, you know, I am just a huge believer in this because you know a little bit, you know, about my story, my testimony. I grew up with a mom who was schizoaffective and manic depressive. Mm. And so I've seen the effects of mental illness and how, you know, the mind can really control the way people think and the way people act. And, you know, throughout my life, being an athlete and different things that I've had to walk through in life in general, I've seen, you know, transforming my thoughts and my mind to the mind of Christ through, you know, reading the word and really infiltrating my life with, you know, who God says I am and and what he says, as opposed to, you know, what the world says or my own thoughts. And, you know, even just bringing in sports into this, because this is Are You Real Fit? An example, you know, this school year, my youngest daughter, who was in seventh grade, is starting track. And she was doing some different events. And of course, track is my sport. So I've loved getting to watch (laughs) her. And yeah, and, she, and you have a you have a track runner too, yeah. right, Asher? Yeah, and so yeah. you know what I'm talking about. It's just fun, and it really, you know, from my own experience, it really is very mental the way that you think and the way that you look your outlook on things. And so dealing with her, you know, she puts a lot of pressure on herself, and I had to go in and you know remind her have fun. And so when she would go to like one of her events was high jump, which I was not a high jumper. But she would go over there, and of course, we're not super tall people. So she would see all these, (laughs) you know, really tall people um, that she's jumping against. And she would say, she, you know, she's just, you know, how she is. She's funny. And she would say, Oh, mom, they're majestic mermaids. Look at them. They're so tall. And, you know, just mentally, you know, (laughs) telling herself, you know, how tall they were and, and all these things. And, and I would just look at her and I would say, Kalora. You're a gymnast. You can go stand over there and jump over that bar without even running up to it. You have a high jump. You don't need to think about that. Just go do it and have fun. And then she'd go, you're right. And she'd go do it. And she would beat all of them. But it came down to her Mm -hmm. in her mind deciding, okay, I can do this and I'm going to have fun. And I'm not going to put all this pressure on myself. So I feel like even in everyday life, you know, in our sports activities or if it's a test you're taking or, you know, any of those things, practically, you may not have a mental illness. But if you don't think positive and try to, you know, align your thoughts with a positive outcome, then you're not going to necessarily reach your full potential either. Would you agree with that? I do. I do agree. I don't agree quite as black and white with like mental illness, no mental illness. I really believe we all probably have propensities toward things because of our society and diet and some are more severe than others. But totally right on because a lot of my clients are like anxiety perfectionists and they defeat themselves in their mind. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Before they even ever get on the field. Mm-hmm. And so I think for everybody, I think mental illness, like I say, the healthiest people are in therapy, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think the more we know, and I'm a big advocate, like we should have one mental 
health class in high school or middle school because most people are just, they just don't know. But if they did, they'd be so much healthier, whether it's something little like that with a sport or something more major like divorce or, you know, mm-hmm. we just don't know. And so our minds really propel everything forward, even in the physical Yeah. And I love that you brought that up, that the healthiest people are in therapy, because I think sometimes we think of therapy as, you know, a really negative thing. But in reality, I I feel like anyone who's taking the time to develop any area of their life, it's, it's a good thing to invest in yourself, and it's a good thing to take the time to work on those areas of your life always, because we're continuing to, you know, live life and deal with issues. And sometimes we need to really step back and talk through things. And like you said, maybe figure out, you know, what way is going to help us to get healthy. And maybe it's just one issue we're dealing with, or maybe we have several, and they may not be these big things like mental illness or, you know, like a really big event. But, you know, those little things can also take a toll on us. Yeah, that is so true. Yeah, the little things add up one ounce at a time, right? And they become heavy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Christy, I really appreciate you coming on and talking about this because I feel like it's such a um, kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say taboo topic, but a lot of, you know, trainers, I feel like focus on one aspect and that's physical, but we are a, a, a complete spirit, soul, and body. And so we really do, to stay healthy, need to talk about all of the things that that entails. And this is a big one. And so um, I appreciate you coming on and sharing with us some tips and some tools. And I want to ask you if you have any parting advice for our listeners. You know, put it most simply for mental health is doing more of what you love and less of what you don't. You know, that lights up that pleasure reward center of your brain. And so balance, you know, I'm sure you say this a lot, Casey, and I I say it a lot too. I'm like, you know, sometimes when we're depressed, we pick these real sad movies or whatever. My kids all get in an uproar, but I'm just like, it's balance. If you listen to some sad music, make sure you balance it with some positive. And if you eat a real carby lunch, you know, make sure you balance it with a lot of protein and less carbs for dinner. And I, I think, and I'm sure you'd agree, I think balance is just the key. And so laughter is good. All these, all these good, good things to improve mental health. Awesome. I love that so much. And so listeners, For more about Christy, be sure to go to areyoureal.org slash about because, again, she is our host every Thursday on Are You Real Linked, and you don't want to miss that show. It's awesome. She has some amazing guests on her show, and she has some great things that she talks about every week. And so be sure to keep up with Christy and all the other hosts at areyoureal.org. And also, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just search for Are You Real Podcast. And remember, everyone, set your goals, say your prayers, work hard. Love you guys. Now that we've given you more ways to live the healthy lifestyle you were created to live, the next step is to reach out to us for links to online training videos, show notes, guest information, and more on areyoureal.org. We appreciate your time and look forward to helping you continue your journey towards a happy, healthier life here on Are You Real Fit?